Thank you for joining us today for episode 16, a double book review show. The hosts will be reviewing Lucy's Mask by Lisa Circus Thompson and The Noise in the Woods by Jim Hartzell. Spotlighting the indie author is a Joseph E. Clay.com production. Now to the Spotlighting the Indie Author crew and the book reviews. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Spotlighting the Indie Author, a podcast that shines the light on the independent author using book reviews and interviews with a dab of writing wisdom tossed in. I'm Joseph Clay, and we'll be hosting today's doubleheader show with... And I'm Kelly Winkler, co-host of today's show. Joe and I will be reviewing two children's books. The first, Lucy's Mask, written by Lisa Circus Thompson and illustrated by her husband, John Thompson. The second book, The Noise in the Woods, by Jim Hartzell and illustrated by A.B. Walker. Kelly, as you know, we have been talking about this show for a while. It started out to be three books, then changed due to my impending oral surgery. I'm glad at these two books, as they are Hold similar Joe. The other reasons I'll cover in the new segment. That's great, but that's only part of what I was getting to. I've had emails wanting to know why we're wasting our time reviewing children's books. I thought I'd answer those questions here on the podcast. Writing and reviewing a children's book is not a waste of time. Writing one is harder than you would think. These authors and illustrators are very talented and dedicated to their craft. By the way, did you know that a child reading or one being read to, that is more educational to that child than sitting them in front of a game console or TV? Makes me wonder if these people who ask this question think their kids are a waste of time. Joe, you've made your point. Now take a deep breath and let's move on. Breathe in. That's it. Now breathe out. With Thanksgiving and Christmas coming up and families gathering at someone's house, this is a great time to review children's books. Reading or being read to occupies the children and builds a bond between them and the parents or grandparents or whoever is doing the reading. At the time of this recording, Lucy's Mask, genre, children's books, held the following rankings on Amazon. Number one in children's books and house and home. Number two in parenting morals, and responsibility, and number four in parenting, emotions, and feelings. Lucy's Mask was independently published on May 17, 2020. The book contains 31 pages and is for readers between baby to 12 years. Prices on Amazon range from $5.99 for the ebook to $11.77 for the paperback. Of course, if you are an Amazon Prime member or have a Kindle Unlimited membership, those prices will differ. The link to purchase your copy of Lucy's Mask can be found in the show notes. Spotlighting the indie author purchased a paperback copy for review and to help support the author. Kelly, tell us about the author of this number one selling children's book. Lisa Circus Thompson, the author of this best-selling children's book, is a graphic designer, a former decorative painter, a writer, and a co-owner of a small children's product business called Oh Bessie. Lucy's Mask is her first published picture book. Although, as the mother of four children herself, surely not the first story she has created to comfort and delight young kids. She and her illustrator husband, John, wrote Lucy's Mask in the midst of the coronavirus pandemic to speak to young kids in a reassuring way about very serious issues. 
like social isolation and personal protection. A link to Lisa Circus Thompson's Amazon author page will be in the show notes. The following is a synopsis blurb found on Amazon. Suddenly, masks are everywhere. Are your kids confused and anxious about wearing a mask? Lucy's world turned upside down. She's bored. She can't be together with her friends. But when she finds out her mom is making her a new mask, her boredom turns into excitement. Lucy loves masks. She dives in her toy box full of costumes and opens a world of imagination and make-believe adventure, far beyond the walls of her room. Of course, she doesn't realize that the mask her mom is making is not a costume at all, but one that will help keep her safe and make her a real-life superhero. For parents, grandparents, and teachers searching for stories that give kids comfort and reassurance about the sudden changes around them, Lucy's Mask is a welcome new addition to reading time. This book is not a science lesson. It's a simple, fun story that helps kids make sense of their emotions and makes this new reality more relatable and less scary. It is a wonderful tool to continue the conversation about germs, viruses, the pandemic, and what families have to do to keep themselves safe. A portion of proceeds from sales of Lucy's Mask will be donated to frontline workers and first responders. Spotlighting the indie author admires and gives a round of applause to this author for donating a portion of the proceeds to first responders, the unsung heroes in this pandemic. That is true, Kelly, and a great gesture by this author and illustrator couple. Lucy's Mask is a well-written and illustrated book. Spotlighting the indie author gives the cover, formatting, and editing two thumbs up. The storyline while dealing with a serious situation is simple. The author avoided info dumping about the virus and the dangers of it, which would have overwhelmed and or bored the younger reader or listener. The story starts with Lucy facing a problem that all children face. Boredom. Lucy feels there is no one in this world to play with, as she can't see her friends. She seeks out her mom as a playmate. Her mom tells Lucy she will play later, but right now she is making Lucy a mask. Lucy shrieks as she loves masks, and with a mask, she can be whatever she wants. The journey begins as Lucy is digging through her toy chest. The story concludes with Lucy and her mom taking a stroll outside. Lucy is in her mask that her mom made and feels like a true superhero. The text in the book is large enough so that toddlers and kids gathered around a teacher can see it. Being that size, it also helps when someone is reading it to a child who has yet learned to read. The reader can use their finger underlying each word as they read. The sentences are short, and there is no more than three sentences on a page. Most pages only contain one sentence, which keeps the younger reader or listener engaged and flipping pages. I thought the text font was pleasing and making the text a color other than black was also a nice twist. The author used a combination of blue and purple. On the darkest backgrounds, the text is white, making it stand out. The author, Lisa Circus Thompson, is not the only one who did an excellent job. The illustrator did as well. The illustrations are colorful and crisp. I like the fact that Lucy and or her mom are always in front of some kind of backdrop, so to speak, and don't appear on a simple white page. John Thompson, the illustrator and husband of the author, did an excellent job. I like the fact that the illustrations have explained this text, which is what a picture book is supposed to do. Now to awarding some stars to Lucy's Mask. This author-illustrator team, who happen to be husband, illustrator, 
and wife, author, released a spectacular children's picture book. Spotlighting the Indie Author recommends this book for teachers, parents, and grandparents. I think that every children's hospital should give this book to every child that comes in for cancer treatment and other diseases that require them to mask up. Some reviewers of Lucy's Mask were upset that this book didn't mention the virus by name or get into the details of it. I'm not one of those reviewers. The book covers the importance of wearing a mask. As a parent or other adult, it opens the door for the adult to get into the details of COVID-19 if they choose. The only drawback, the $11.77 price for the paperback is a little steep for a 31-page book. I understand the cost because it is a picture book and full of color. I'm sure the cost of printing one isn't cheap either. I also found the ebook price a little high at $5.99, but with Kindle Unlimited, it's free. Spotlighting the Indie Author awards Lucy's Mask by Lisa Circus Thompson and illustrated by John Thompson. 4.25 stars out of 5. That rating also earns Lucy's Mask a round of applause. Once again, the link to purchase this book will be in the show notes. Head on over and grab your copy and help a child understand that with the proper mask, they can be a true superhero. Plus, you will be helping the first responders. Before we get to the second book, The Noise in the Woods by Jim Hartzell, we will take a quick but important news break. Indie book and author news in a flash with Kelly Winkler. Podcast news. Spotlighting the indie author has reached another milestone. On October 28th, the show surpassed 1,000 downloads. Thanks to all of our listeners and a round of applause to you. We couldn't have done it without every one of you. Schedule changes. As mentioned in this show and last week's, this will be a triple play show. The third book to be reviewed was to be Until the Ocean Freezes by Elida Durham Clemens. As Joe mentioned and alluded to why, we dropped it from this show. However, Spotlighting the Indie Author did not drop it from the schedule. Until the Ocean Freezes is for a different age group of readers than the two we are reviewing today. Plus, we realize that the book touches on MS. Since Christy Warren, one of our contributing hosts, is an MS warrior, and March is MS Awareness Month, she will be reviewing Until the Ocean Freezes on the March 1st, 2021 show. Spotlighting the indie author has been desperately searching the internet for a Christmas tale written by an independent author to review on the December 15th show. Why? We wanted to replace the true story of Christmas for no other reason than it was published in 1998 and written by a mainstream author. After having no luck finding a Christmas story written by an indie author, we turned the search to mainstream authors that published a book within the last 18 months dealing with the magical season. Bingo. We found three with a click of a button. The Spider Who Saved Christmas by Raymond Ario, author. Randy Gallegos, illustrator, will replace the true story of Christmas on the December 15th show. The other two books, Christmas at Holiday House, a novel by Ray Ann Thane, and Jingle All the Way, a novel by Debbie McComer. The reviews of these books will be posted to Thunder Horse Publishing, and we will try, no promises, to do a two-book show reviewing them on the podcast before Christmas. Book Release As J.B. Lyon discussed in Episode 11, the first book in the 7th Spark series, Knights of the Trinity, 
would be issued in a traditional format and a visual format. The visual format is also known as the Book on Acid. The visual format will be released on December the 1st. JB will be on the January 15th show to discuss the ins and outs of the visual novel in an author chat with Joseph. To keep abreast of the release of the spectacular visual novel format, sign up for the newsletter on JB's website and follow him on his social media accounts. Book release. Don't forget in seven days, Make Pretend, a short story collection by Armand Rosamelia, will be released. Spotlighting the indie author will be reviewing this collection on January 1st, if everything goes as planned. That's a wrap on this news segment. Thank you, Kelly. While listening to the news, two things jumped out at me. The first, with all the schedule changes, I recommend to all listeners to visit the show schedule regularly and follow Spotlighting the Indie Author on Facebook. Those links will be in the show notes. Next, I'm calling on all indie authors. There seems to be a shortage of Christmas stories written by us. Let's get to work and flood the market next year. Need them written and published no later than November the 1st of next year. You fall in that category, Joe? Or are you going to write a tale about the magical season known as Christmas? Yes, I do. And I'm already plotting the tale now. Now to The Noise in the Woods by Jim Hartsell, illustrated by A.B. Walker. Jim Hartsell has penned several books, some fiction, some nonfiction. He has written children's picture books, such as the one we're reviewing today, along with books for teens and adults. Jim has a career working with teenagers on the fringes of society. That work has made him both sensitive to and appreciative of the complexities of character and the struggles, inner and outer, that we all wrestle with in one form or another. His writing emphasizes character development over action, reading in a wide range of genres and working to develop what little musical talent he possesses, occupies his time and, he believes, serves as compliments to his writings. As a lifelong Southerner, the rhythms and cadence of the Southeastern United States influence both his spoken and written voice. Jim Harsell is a member of the Authors Guild of Tennessee. The show notes will have the links to Jim's website and social media accounts. The Noise in the Woods was published by House Mountain Publishing on August 10, 2020. The book contains 39 pages. The Noise in the Woods is only available in paperback format, at a cost of $10 on Amazon. Of course, if you are an Amazon Prime member or have a Kindle Unlimited membership, the price may differ. The link to purchase your copy of The Noise in the Woods can be found in the show notes. Spotlighting the indie author purchased the paperback copy for review and to help support the author. The following is a synopsis blurb found on Amazon for The Noise in the Woods. An illustrated children's book celebrating the imagination of our children. Two youngsters. Visiting the grandparents, hear noise in the woods, and try to guess what it might be. The noise in the woods gets all thumbs up when it comes to the basics, book cover, blurb, and illustrations, along with formatting. No points had to be deducted because of plot issues, characters, or editing. All were excellent. The blurb on Amazon nails the story, but I'll expand on it a little. Two children, a boy and a girl visit their grandparents who live at the foot of the mountains. Sometimes when they visit, they play in the large house. But on this occasion, they decided to go outside and sit around a campfire with their grandmother, who they call Gaga. The two children hear a noise coming from the woods. They turn to see if they can see what is making the noise. 
From there, the imagination of the two kicking gear as they try and guess what could be in the woods. The grandfather, known as Pops, joins them later on. Pops confirms they did hear something, and so did he, but he saw nothing. I'll end there as not to give away the ending, which I loved. One of the things that puzzled me off the bat about this tale, the kids had no names and were referred to throughout the story as little boy or little girl or some other pronoun. Maybe the author left the children nameless, so if the story was read to a child, the reader could insert names that the child would relate to. Good point, and an idea that I didn't think of. Of course, my youngest is 24, so I don't read to anyone at this time. Amazon doesn't list the ages this book is for, but I'm thinking from early reader to around 12. I would agree, and of course it can be read to those who have yet to learn to read. I can see this tale being read around a campfire to a group of 6-10 to year olds around Halloween or any time they gather outdoors. I agree. The story is not scary, but it does get one's imagination going as the two try to figure out what's making the noise. I enjoyed the way the story was told and how realistic it was. I especially enjoyed how this story starts on the first page. Brought back some memories. That page, along with a few more, like when the children are trying to guess what could be making the noise, is the only pages that the text appears on the illustrated page. The text on these pages are white and in a different font than the other text. The other text is in black and is a normal font and smaller than in the previous book, Lucy's Mask. However, it's still easy to read as it appears on a non-illustrated page on a white background. Now I'll talk about the illustrations by A.B. Walker. The illustrations set the scene of the story with great colors. A.B. Walker covered every detail. For instance, the outside scenes, which is most of the book, shows the lapse of time in the story by the sky. Some pages have the sun setting, other pages have the darkness, while yet other pages have the darkness and stars. The illustrator also does a wonderful job with expressions on the children's face as they hear the noise and their imaginations kick in. Time to award some stars to The Noise in the Woods by Jim Hartzell, illustrated by A.B. Walker. Spotlighting the the author recommends this book be in your child's bookcase, on their nightstand, or wherever they keep their books. And like Kelly stated earlier, this is a great book for camping trips as well. The author, Jim Hartzell, and illustrator A.B. Walker teamed up to put out an excellent children's book. The story is well written and illustrated and fun to read. Heck, I'm 60 and I liked it. Not only is the story fun to read, it's also educational. The children were taught before going inside for the evening that the campfire needed to be extinguished. Driving home the message of our favorite bear, Smokey. Only you can prevent forest fires. I have the same drawback here as I had with Lucy's Mask, The Price. 39-page picture book sells for $10. I also will add that it only comes in paperback, so there is no cheaper alternative. That is $1.77 cheaper than Lucy's Mask, but still high. I'm figuring since the two books are similar in page count, size, and price, both books fall within the standard price range for picture books. Spotlighting the Indie Author awards The Noise in the Woods by Jim Hartzell, illustrated by A.B. Walker. 4.5 stars out of 5. That writing also earns the noise in the woods a round of applause. Once again, the link to purchase this book will be in the show notes. Head on over and grab your copy today. That wraps up the book reviews of Lucy's Mask by Lisa Circus Thompson and The Noise in the Woods by Jim Hartzell. 
I would like to thank both authors for writing these excellent books for the children. Kelly, what was your favorite book as a small person? Mine was Green Eggs and Ham by Dr. Seuss, which was released in the year I was born. My favorite book when I was little was called Jillian Jigs, and I actually can still recite some of it. Jillian, Jillian, Jillian Jigs, it looks like your room has been lived in by pigs. And then she says, later, I promise as soon as I'm through, I'll clean up my room. I promise I do. Do you guys remember that? Does anyone? It was the best book. Now, of course, I grew up in late 80s and 90s, I guess you could say. I'm giving away my age, but that was my favorite book. So Jillian Jiggs. I just looked up who wrote Jillian Jiggs, and it was Phoebe Gilman. Published in 1985, which was the year after I was born. When I was in school, there were three things I hated. English, spelling test, and since I didn't like to read, those required reading lists that they handed out. However, if it wasn't for those reading lists, I would never have read The Call of the Wild by Jack London, which turned out to be one of my all-time favorite books. What was your favorite book as a preteen or teenager? You know, when I was a preteen or teenager, I think that's when I stopped reading for a while. I will say I definitely came around because as an adult, I love to read, uh, but as, mm, let's say, preteen age, I suppose, it would be the Ramona series. So all the Ramona books I read probably around the age of nine or 10. Let's count that as preteen. Kelly, tell everyone about our next show. I heard something outside and I need to go check it out. Remember, the kids of today are our future leaders. Give them the one thing they desire and it costs nothing, your time. The next show airing on December the 1st is a book review of The Seventh Spark, Volume 1, Knights of the Trinity by J.B. Lyon. This review will be on the traditional format. Make sure you check out Episode 11, Author Chat with J.B. Lyon, to learn more about this tale. That link will be in the show notes. That's all for us today. Thanks for joining, everyone. I'm Kelly Winkler with Spotlighting the Indie Author. Music used in today's podcast. Intro, outro music. Thriller announcement 5 by Zaga 2, courtesy of Free Sound. Background music. Never Stop Dreaming by Crescent Music, courtesy of Shutterstock, Incorporated. Besides what was mentioned in the podcast, the show notes will also contain the following. Contact information for Spotlighting the Indie Author. The link to Spotlighting the Indie Author's podcast webpage. Links to the bias of today's hosts. The bio contains the host's emails for fan mail. Links to the guest appearing on today's show, if applicable. Links to Spotlighting the Indie Author's blog. The blog will include the sound effect credits, the technical data on the recording of today's show, and more. I'm Kay Douglas, and along with the crew of Spotlighting the Indie Author, we thank you for tuning in. Till we meet again on the airwaves, everyone have a great holiday, and stay safe. This was episode number 16, a 2020 production of Spotlighting the Indie Author, a josepheclay.com podcast.